Hello, Elsie. Hey there, Jess. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm 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 doing much better than I have. Yeah, and, uh, better yeah, than you have I, been. I'm sorry. What? Better than you have been. Better than I have been, and now I'm a little bit perturbed because I'm not sure if if all of my feelings are really due to straight up hormones, or if if things are better. Like I don't even know. I don't. I don't even. I can't. I don't oh. even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's how do I you feel. Mean? You don't know if your head. feelings are because of hormones or what, or just because, or if there's something was like off. Why would they be hormonal? Because you can't blame feelings on hormones. Well, that's Everybody what I'm saying. Well, okay, so we had a conversation a couple of days ago that where I was kind of sad, and then oh, literally the next day, all the feelings were gone. All of them. All of them. That's because I made you feel better. Yeah, that is true. So I will put you, you know what, I will put that into the mix. Like I will put like, maybe it was me expressing myself. And that does, by the way, when you express yourself just to anybody, it does help you feel better. Yes, it does. Not to point out the obvious, but some people don't realize or engage in it, even if they know it logically. They don't do it. They still bottle everything up. Yeah. And I mean, I get that. And I'm not saying that that was... Yeah, I don't want to dismiss that. I don't want to like be like, yeah, but no, seriously. No, all right. Okay, I'm not dismissing it completely. I'm just saying that all of a sudden it was like, oh, I am now suddenly capable of dealing with situations in a much more grounded and happy way like I usually can. And mm-hmm. rather like when things just like roll off of you sort of and you kind of go like, oh, okay. And you just kind of keep on keeping on versus... What was feeling like it was like, oh my god, I can't handle it anymore. Like that. I don't. I don't want to say that's hormonal because I don't know your cycle. But like, um, unless you're going through early menopause, I think that's just a matter of, yeah, like feeling like you can't handle a situation versus maybe being given a tool to be able to handle it. And and I have a feeling I am perimenopausal. Really? I have been for the past year. Yeah. How do you know? Ice- how will you know? How do I know? Because lots of interesting things that have to do with my cycle that have been happening. Mm-hmm. Lots of crazy feeling in my joints and in the way that I move and the way that I'm like, wow, I feel all wobbly. Mm-hmm. And also... Um, the moods, that. the moods are like insane. Oh, and the last thing was, sorry, uh, all of the sorry people. men. I'm sorry, men. Yes. <laughs> and the last thing is that my boobs had been hurt, like they were hurting so much. Like not you now. Could have been pregnant. No, no, no. It was constant, dude. It was like it was literally every single cycle. As soon as like I would finish my cycle, my boobs would start to hurt. Like, and they would hurt the entire month. And then they would feel better when I was on my cycle. And then my boobs would start to hurt the entire month. And so um, I actually did some research and I talked to Sisters of Flow, lady woman, when we were over at um, PodFest. Shout out. When we were over at PodFest and she was, she kind of corroborated my, my feelings and the way that I've been um, sort of. Dealing with that and the way that it actually makes my boobs not hurt anymore is if I take, oh my gosh, I forgot. It's a, it's a re, it's a, what do you call it? A supplement. It's a I supplement. can't believe you're talking about your boobs on this show yet. You won't reveal what drugs you've done in the past, like 20 years. That's what's interesting to me. <laughs> Are we back to that conversation? You no, just want to have that conversation because, no, because it was like it. we got the biggest amount of downloads for that episode. First of all, I just want to know because I've never done anything interesting. And so if you have, I think that's an odd twist. Is it? into our? Don't you think that's an odd twist into our dynamic that you would be the one to be careless with That drugs would be kind of – yeah, that would be an odd twist-ish kind of thing. I guess the situation is never fun and that's why I was like – Maybe someday we'll have an intimate conversation. All right, let's get back to your show. boobs. You're right. Okay. So anyway, so... I'm, I'm taking, I forgot what the <laughs> heck the supplement is that I'm taking at this moment. Oh, I know. Magnesium. Oh. oh. I had very low magnesium and Ooh. I know exactly why because there was some like hormone in the cycle of the beginning of the month part that is, 
I don't know, something, I forgot the name. I really can't explain. But I did some research and I cannot explain this. So anyway, it is hormonal. And I must take my magnesium every day. And then when I do, everything's cool. Do you ever ask your mom if stuff is indicative of being menopausal or is that not something you talk to your mom about? No, I already talked with her about it and But you do but you have asked her like how will I know and what are the signs and stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I have a feeling that I mean this is really like you kinda know. And I know that it's not that I'm How could you fertile. possibly oh. um, but this is about the time that it starts to happen and I was just like, wow, I didn't think it was gonna be so early. And the thing is though, this cycle where I'm in the perimenopausal side of things um, takes a while. Like it's not like it's not like a year. It's I think up to five or so, and then you go into menopause. So it's a long road. I don't have my mom to ask, and she was I she was fifty five, and I was thirty when she passed. So like at thirty, you would never like I would never have oh thought God. to ask that. Well, I guess so. That like could be that's why I was asking you because like at least you know if you've asked her like, hey, how old were you and what happened. But like my sister and I are just gonna have to wade into it, it like the un, you know, like an unknown creek full of leeches, like just uh. uh you know um, what? You're totally well. You can ask my mom. She actually why? Think, but it's mostly gonna be genetic, like how uh, old you are, and like some yeah. people get it early. Some people. Well, she said. I don't know. Um, finally, I think the whole menopause thing happened. I mean, I, I don't know if it like I don't know exactly what that means, but she said fifty, fifty six or fifty five or something. Yeah, so she probably. Had just gone through it or was about to go so, through it when she yeah. got cancer. Hmm. The other thing is that I take medication to keep, you know, like I take anti-anxiety medication. And also I have birth control that kind of stops my, like I have an IUD that sort of stops my cycle. Now we're getting really into it, men. I'm very sorry because I have endometriosis, which <laughs> they found out when I was trying to get pregnant with Isaac. So I don't get a cycle, nor do I have an outpouring of emotion. Like I'm on medication that stops both those things from happening. Oh, right. So I'm like, mm. how would I know? Because everything is like, you know, I'm I'm medically being halted <laughs> in all my in all the ways that I would possibly like know. I think. I mean, sometimes I have a cycle, but it's like nothing like a normal cycle. It's just like. I get crampy and pissy for a day and then it's gone. That's yeah, it. I, I've never maybe been. Maybe I break out and that's it. Yeah, I've never been like an emotional. I mean, I've always been. What? A, I should say, wait a minute. Hold on one second. Hold Let me rephrase phone, that. Joan. I have been emotional all of my life. Right. But. See, and what, I haven't anyway. But I have not really had the whole, oh, she's, you know, like premenstrual. Period. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, like that yeah, angry. Like I've never. I didn't even know, like, I, I never had that where I was like, oh, that's why I was such a bitch. Like, I didn't have that at all. But now I do have that. I have tons of anger and I have tons of, like, deep, deep sadness or, like, hyper emotional. I forgot what it was that I was watching the other day. And I was like, I'm about to lose my business over this. And this is, <laughs> and it was not even a sad thing like it wasn't even it was like i think it, i was reading an article about something technical or something you know it was something that was not in any way emotional so i thought wow i am just feeling today <laughs> wow so see i haven't had those kind of emotions since i gave birth i don't get like the that, first but... time or the... no okay. the most recent time oh, okay i cried about everything and then I started taking Lexapro and it stopped, which is what I was – I wasn't on Lexapro before. I was on something else, Effexor maybe. Um, and it stopped like the over-emotion – it's really anxiety to be honest with you. It's like a never-ending panic that I don't have everything under control. So that's why I take it. It's sort of like an underlying fear that everything's falling apart. And so I take it and I don't know if it really – Quelches my. I mean, I'm not really an emotional. I am not an emotional person. I don't feel the feels really that much anyway. It's very rare. So, I was already like that. So I think I need some of that in my life. Less emotion. Yeah, and a little bit more of like what you do when it's like 
when I'm emotional, like I cannot even engage with the world. Like I don't even understand how to have a conversation, like an, an adult conversation. It's very hard for me. I, I don't know how to get over my own emotions. Like, I mean, you know, all the things that really piss me off about Hunter when she starts to become dramatic, it's mm. because she's exactly like me. And I'm like, <laughs> can you please stop doing that? Because that's, I'm not saying because I want to own that. I'm just saying, how annoying is it? And then I do it. That's interesting. So then I, mean, I, I, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, how can I stop with the drama inside of me? Like, I don't know where, how to make that stop. I mean, part of the trick is to make sure that you're, your life is drama free. Like I don't get a lot of emotions because I've set up my life in such a way that I don't know. It's like a, it's like a drama barrier. I try not to let that in. And I'm not saying, I mean, in my life for the most part, it's been other people bringing drama, but like also, I don't know, like we've set up our life to be kind of, I don't know. Like I can't even think of something like during, like during my normal day that would make me sad. I mean, my toddler is very frustrating. He frustrates me to the point where I want to scream at him. And I had to, he made me so angry last night. I went into the bathroom and locked the door so I wouldn't yell at him. <laughs> I got so pissed at him because he hit me um, with the remote of the TV remote. Oh my gosh. To get my attention. Oh. And it hurt. I saw stars. It hurt so bad. And so I was like, you know what? And I just went to the bathroom and shut the door. And I heard Scott being like, you hurt mommy, you know, and actually first thing I did was take it out of his hand and throw it across the room and he got mad. I don't know. Anyway. So, um, I don't know. That's the kind of drama I have. Like, like I don't have like, well, he, dude, okay. Yeah. So here, here's, here's well, what well, I know. I could, I could understand the non-drama part of it, but here's the drama that I'm talking about that I was always, that I behaved in the same like, what way. What are you susceptible to? Okay. okay yeah. So, okay. We went to the museum. Hunter and I and the, and and May May we all went to the museum, and we have season passes for the museum because we go all the time. Yeah. So we went to the museum and it's so amazing. And every summer they have a whole new exhibit like on the third floor, mm -hmm. and it's great for kids. I mean, it's amazing, right? So we go in there and they have this whole uh, you know exhibit on poison, and we were so excited Ooh. to go see this poison exhibit. It was a, it was just great. And then we go up there and it's you have to pay to get into the exhibit inside of the museum that we already paid. Yeah, it's extra. And extra. And so that's not like ever all the years that I was living in Pittsburgh and we had when you did this, there was never a time where we paid. I didn't have any cash on me because we put like all of our stuff inside of lockers that are downstairs. Oh, yeah, and therefore, yeah, yeah. because we don't go shopping like inside of the museum unless no, we're why would right, we? right. So then we go up there, and I'm just, and I was like, oh well, we're gonna have to go there next time because I don't have any cash on me. And you had a fit. Hunter lost her entire life. Yeah, I would have just gone down and gotten the money. Unless you just didn't have the money to go in, like if it was too expensive. No, it was that three happens. bucks. It was three bucks a pop. I would have then gone like, and but we it. were gonna come back the, because the build up though. Well, I would not have done that. So I said, hey, listen, dude, I don't have any cash on me right now. I can't, we can't go in there. We're going to come back because we're going to be here at least twice a week. Yeah. She just lost it. She was so grumpy and so pissy and her life was over. And then, I, but, but no, no, I'm not going to go get my money just to go up here to do this thing. No. Why not? It's downstairs. How far could it be? Because then you have to open the thing, take the bag out, take the money out, get another set of quarters, put them back inside, lock the thing, go back upstairs. Like, no. It's 10 minutes. Ugh. See, I would have never, no. So then she was pissy and I was like, no, no. And we, yeah. and mind you, we went yesterday. Yeah, all right. I mean. We already went yesterday. The thing is that kids don't under, they, they don't understand hassle versus reward like if they have been promised a reward and you can't deliver that reward because of like if it was thirty dollars a person she probably would have understood that more than just i don't want to go down and get my purse like that seems i mean i'm just trying to put myself in her position i guess or any kid's position like i try not to like i'll give you an example yesterday we went to the doctor and the doctor told him if he sat still in the chair he would get a sticker and he sat still and he did his best and then he ran out at the end of the appointment he ran out of the room 
and ran to the car. And then halfway home, he's like, my sticker. You forgot it. Yeah, because he was like in such a hurry. And I'm like, I'll take care of it. I will get, I mean, the whole way home. But I mean, he deserved a sticker. Right. So I had to find something to placate him because, I mean, also he's two and not eight, but like. I mean, well, see, that's what I'm seeing. I think, think it's kind of the things. same. They there she really things. wanted to see the damn poison, right? But we were gonna come back, and she's eight, and even Hunt Maymay was like, "Okay," you know. And I know I understand that disappointment. What I'm saying I is the disappointment had... grew to like this yes. exponential thing, and this is sort of like reflected at me, where it's like that's me. And even if I, even if I right. think that I am not projecting that into the world. I totally am. So if like somebody, you know, doesn't let me have something or I didn't get something or Did you- something like that, then all of a sudden I walk around with this like pouty face on to the world. And then I don't even know if the difference is just because I seriously was born with the pouty face and like I always look <laughs> like I'm about to kill somebody or not. Like there is no, let's either Elsie smiling or if I have a serious face, I look like I'm a beat you up. Did you do any of the logical, like, did you apologize to her and tell her it just isn't feasible? I mean, like, when she gets emotional, do you get emotional or do you stay stoic? Because that's another trick is to not be emotional, not emotional as a reaction, but just to be like, you know what? I'm, re- you know, I'm really sorry. I apologize. We'll do something else fun today, but it's just not feasible right now. And I hope you're not going to be too upset about it. And obviously you are upset about it. So I'm just going to let you pal for a few minutes but then i'd like you to get over it you know yeah she no i let her i let her do her thing but do you say all that to her like yeah i did say i did i didn't apologize because it wasn't i would have i would not have apologized because because there's no dude we were going to the museum this but but you can still be sorry she's disappointed well, of course, I said uh, I would say I'm sorry that I, that you're disappointed, that's but not about the all. situation. No, but that you're sorry she's so disappointed about. Right? It. Oh, yeah. No, that I yeah. totally understand Try that. that. And I said I yeah. could. I completely understand why you would be disappointed. Absolutely. In fact, I am disappointed as well. I didn't mm. know that this was happening. This is total things. Things like this sometimes happen, and we have to deal with it. Yeah. What do is you essentially do? Right. what I said. And then I say, you know, like, hey, if you need some time to be grumpy, you're, hey, you're welcome to it. We we have to stay here for the rest of the time anyway. But then you internalize and, it like, and be like, well, this is me. I would have been the same way, right? Well, no, uh, yeah. Well, I was watching her and I was really pissy about it. But that's exactly how I was. Like, I remember having entire days, entire months, entire years of me being pissy like that at my parents' house because, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just escalates where then it's like... <gasps> My life sucks. This is awful. I can't go. Well, so then my advice to you is to do the things with Hunter you wish your parents would have done. Like, what could they have done to make that easier for you? Do that thing. Whatever that thing is. And if you're not capable of doing it, then Randy has to set up to bat and he needs to do it. If Randy's the person that does whatever you need doing to make your life less emotional, then you sick him on Hunter. This is going to be your territory, Randy. This is what I wish my parents would have done. I'm not capable of doing it because now I'm now I'm ruined. So it's your turn. <laughs> Make sure she's not ruined. Here's how you do it. Boom. And I do. You know, yeah. I do. I do do as I much mean, as I can until and then. But it's tough. You know, she is a quite an emotional little firehouse. Yeah. And um, that's not going to change. But her ability to deal with those emotions can be better. Um. And I and don't know does. what the answer is, like what your parents could have done that they didn't do. But but he but whatever it is, you might not have to think about it. But then just be like, Randy, you're going to need to help her through this. Right. Sometimes do. I do that with Scott, with Isaac, because he's only two, but also because they are so much alike. Similarly, I'm not the one that that needs to control which car we go in or which shoes I'm wearing. You know, I've never been like that. So I'm just like, can you help him deal with this now? And then he'll say something that, well, you know, you know, how about, I mean, he'll rationalize it in a way that I wouldn't have thought of because I've never had this problem. (laughs) Right? Right. So that's part of it, too. So that's why I think if you, you can do it because you know how painful it is for her to feel the way she feels. Or you can tell Randy he needs to do it because you know how painful it is. I don't know. You know what I mean? Either way would be good. 
Am I making any sense? You are making sense. You totally are. And I think that, yeah, eventually we will, we will get it all figured out. And it's like, I mean, it's been going great. She's been, you know, for both of us, considering the passion with which she expresses herself, she's also very, she's very good at talking with me about stuff. It just sometimes it's kind of annoying where I'm like, like this last time I'm like, dude, we're coming back like in a couple of days. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, eventually she came out of it, but um, yeah, I get it. I feel like I do a lot of babysitting of Isaac's emotions these days and, and in a way that I don't like doing with Scott because he – I feel like he has constant anxiety and I know that Scott was born with anxiety and I'm afraid that it's turned into something with him because like he'll be like – and out of and, – and it's like never predictable. Like we could be anywhere in the bath, whatever, and all, all of a sudden he'll go, my car! I need my car! I need it! I need it! And I'm like, you don't need it. You're fine. Everything is fine. You're okay. But I mean, it's like 20 times a day. And I never know when it's coming. I never know what thing he wants or needs. You know, like, he'll be in the, he'll, he'll be in the bath, he'll be in the, you know, we'll be going to bed. I need my doggy Passy! I need it! <laughs> And I'm like, okay, you could just ask me, though. I'm happy to find it for you. My milk! Where's my milk? It's like a constant panic. Oh, man. I feel bad for him, but at the same time, I'm just like... And then and then he does the thing that I do to calm himself down and go, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Oh, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay, you're fine. He goes, yeah, I'm perfect. I'm like you're perfect. Oh my god! Oh go, yeah, you're perfect. You're fine. You're because I say, but those are the things I say to him. Oh. You're fine. You're okay. You're perfect. And he'll go. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. But I don't know how to help this. Like, what's he so uptight about? It's a car. He's got eight thousand cars here. <laughs> they all look the same to me. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh man. I, I, it's so, what's annoying is the unpredictability. I never know when it's coming. And, uh, yeah. And then it becomes, yeah. No, especially when you're in public, you'll be like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, the sticker. Oh my God, make it stop. I thought he forgot. I forgot about the sticker, but of course that little pisher remembered. Of right. It's the they, worst they, time. Dude, they always do. They always do. Yeah. All right. Let's, okay, should we let's, move on to some podcasting I, information? I guess we should. Because we can, we are yeah. going to go for the, because it's I been a half talking. hour of parenting and women's issues. <gasps> yes. And, um, Hence, I'm she, sorry. The she the in she podcast. She podcast. Well, we have lots to say that has nothing to do with gender. Yes, it does. Um, but that was genderful. That was guys, genderful. you can now take your fingers out of your ears. Yeah. <laughs> the show will continue. Yes. So, at the um, beginning, there should be like a John disclaimer men. <laughs> Please fast forward to the 25 minute mark so that uh, you can hear the part that you want to hear. Maybe they're interested in hearing this part. Oh I don't know. So, I mean, um, if they knew what we went through today just to record, you know? know, like they don't ever, men don't ever have this problem. You're like, I have to take the girls to the bus and then I have to take them to school. And so I have, a, you know, I'm try- trying to create a business call with Elsie is like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not would. good, dude. That's why I'm like, Ooh, through time and space, man. That's why I think Voxer is so good because then you we can actually have a conversation, but it's it happens at everybody's optimal time, not when we said it was going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's hard to do that with someone new, but yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I agree. So, shall we talk? Let's really yes. quickly talk about the podcast movement meetup that we're having, or our actually post event event post yes. post event post event. Shepodcast.com slash pm. 17 so you can sign up to get your tickets guys y'all need to get your tickets like stat so that you can see what we're doing yeah it's a recap roast and roundup of the event so all the things that happen throughout the week that are funny or even things that are not funny are going to be made funny with our hour some long live recording of our show um and you can come to this even if you're not going to be at podcast movement if you happen to be in the anaheim area you're welcome to come it is in the same hotel but no one will point at you and walk you out or anything you can show up just to our event it's after it's like the hour after podcast movement is over and if you haven't gotten your tickets to podcast movement podcastmovement.com and use the coupon code she podcast for 15% off your ticket which is the largest discount out there so please sign up 
Anything else you want to say about that? No, I think that we are ready to rock and roll and do some news. Just so you know, we're we're um, debating whether or not we should wear giant t-shirts with the other person's face on them. Oh my God, that was so hilarious. Which would be so funny. That would be so funny. Yeah. I still am up for it. I'm, I'm still up for it too. I have are? to figure out. Yeah. And then John can in, in absentia. absentia John can is be on the said? back of the t-shirt. In absentia. <laughs> oh my God, Jerome. What? What's this? <laughs> you should have seen. So Jessica said, like, you were thinking about, like, what are we going to wear for the show and all this kind of stuff. And she she actually found these T-shirts where it's you a could. website called cowcow.com. <laughs> you can put any pattern on any item of clothing. I could wear Elsie's face on my pants <laughs> or a dress. There's so many things, hoodies and jumpsuits and sports bras. And we just thought it was funny because then she we she kind of like put a picture of our faces on top of the shirts and they were hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, we considered that. So if you want to see tops. what we wear, yeah. that would be that would be fun. Yeah. Just to come for I mean, it will be worth the show for that. I don't know what we're wearing yet. Oh, I would love to put your face on some bike shorts. Oh, and a bikini bottom. Can you put my face on a bikini top and wear it, Elsie? Like on a bikini like top? My, like my face, like one on each boob. <laughs> so funny. I got to show you this. Hold on. Oh, my God. I cannot even on a bikini top. They have whole swimsuits that you can do. Dude, that would be weird. Ooh, a hooded jumpsuit. What about that lady with the cotton tee that has like the, I don't know, that pattern? Like she's going on a boat? It's a sailor outfit. Yeah, that's not, (laughs) that is not cool with the built-in thing in it. Okay, well, I mean, these are cute tops. It's just that I think the funny thing is like to have somebody's face on it. I think we should start doing giveaways where... With our faces on them? Yeah, we do like a bedspread (laughs) with our face on it. <laughs> Is that not the most egotistical thing? <laughs> you can even get a velvet. It's like a velvet dress oh that God. you can get. It's too funny. All right. Okay. Sorry. All right. Sorry. All right. So, yeah, please join us at Podcast Movement. We would love to see you. And now, and now, we're finally moving on. The news you can use for the informed podcaster, podcasting news. So SoundCloud, you guys, has officially, unofficially kicked the bucket. Officially, unofficially? Yesterday, they fired 40% of their workforce. And I don't know about you, but when that happens, it doesn't usually mean it's because they're ready to grow. Yeah, it seems like it was (laughs) London and what? It was like the- San Francisco. Yeah. I have a quick question. Yeah. So now, if you have your- audio on soundcloud and let's just say get it off all right how is that done how let's just say i wanted to move my stuff to lipson mm-hmm. how would i go about doing that there are you like can't... feed redirect thingies like sometimes thingies you see how articulate i am when i'm explaining that thingies feed redirect yeah singer so part of it is that that's that's one of the ways that each host like if you want to get to somebody else they have the tools and usually they they can actually talk you through it generally there's two different ways because sometimes there's a way to sort of think about it like a, an injection you know somebody could go like you know tap the feed here to tap the feed here and it kind of sucks the metadata and the information from the feed but you always do have to get the the media files in there so that is something that is a little bit different from every sort of host but I can't call Lipson and say, hey, guys, will you – here's my information. Can you do this for me so I don't destroy everything? You can do that, They, but but they probably won't do it for you. There's been times when that's happened, but they, what they will do is give you step-by-step instructions of how to do it. No, I think if you just do support at Lipson.com, yep. Dave or Crystal will just move it over for you Right, as well. but there are some things that they can't do. You have to do that yourself because you are the owner of the feed. So there okay. are some things that do have – happen but I one of the first the absolute you. first step that you need to do is to contact support at lipson.com if you want to move over even before you have an account all of that stuff and just say like hey i'm looking to leave soundcloud now today i would like you to help me please 
And then they would go, okay, these are the things we need. These are the things you need to do. And then you go ahead and do it. If you have a problem with any of the steps, then you email back and you say, oh my gosh, I am stuck with this. Can you help? Okay, I can help. And then they will help you because they do this the entire time. It's just that um, being able to have communication with whoever you're going to, because I know how Libsyn does things, but I'm sure that other hosts also do things that are helpful as well. So I would reach out to whoever the support team is for that migration. What happens though, and this is kind of what I'm a little bit afraid of that might happen, which is why I don't want to lead with fear. But what tends to happen with a lot of these uh, you know, places is that you will get an email, right? And then they will go, just like what Clamor did, because Clamor literally came out, I think, I don't know, five days. Was it five days before they shut down? What? Then they were what like, they oh, thank you for being with Clamor. We're shutting down July 2nd. And it was like yeah, June 27th. Yeah, it was like a week before. Yeah. You know, it was yep. something like that. And so what I'm saying is that is what happens sometimes with services when this happens in terms of services. They will give you a heads up, but it won't be the heads up that you think that it would be. Sometimes they will keep things going for longer. Like, let's say they'll say, we're shutting the service, you know, I don't know, July 20th. Uh, your files will be accessible until August 30th by which time they will be completely deleted. Like that has happened. There are times when there's been a shorter amount of time and there's times when you seriously need to get your stuff out and gone. This is one of those times. Yes, it's one of those abort, times. Abort, abort, abort. And I abort, abort beforehand. And obviously beforehand, duh. But what, that's what I'm saying. It's like you... Abort mission. You have to stay on deck. Aborting, aborting, <laughs> Get out of SoundCloud. And if you're, yeah, get the hell out Oh, of my there. God. That is actually, if I could list a pet peeve, like just of... if Well, I mean, actually hosting is on my pet peeve list today. But for a different reason. But I truly, when someone comes to me and says, I'd like to start monetizing and I see they're on SoundCloud, I know it's going to be a friggin' uphill battle. It's, because it's very it's hard just to explain. The worst. That. The worst. Oh, it's very worst hard to explain that. And, you know, actually, there is, I'm going to put, I'm going to mention this here and I'll put a link in the show notes. I have not watched it, watched this at all, but um, I'll put a link in case you guys are interested. But the Podcasters Roundtable just did a roundtable, duh, uh, talking about hey. the like the hidden price of podcasting. And I think one of the discussions, at least from what I gathered pre-show, like from the discussion that was going towards creating this episode, was that there are some bigger brands right now that are on SoundCloud. Like, and when I say bigger brands, I mean like some of the biggies that are getting a lot of downloads, a lot of bandwidth, a lot of sort of like support that are for the most part on SoundCloud for free. And so if SoundCloud goes down, they need to then move to a new hosting platform. And since they've never paid for bandwidth, they mm -hmm. are coming to a very big, like, holy crap holy, yep. in their faces because then they realize, whoa, I didn't realize that this is what we're paying or this is what the kind of bandwidth we're using. And if we want to go pro to the pro features like Lips and Pro, and I'm sure and I'm sure Blueberry has this type of um, th these types of features as well, they got to pay up, you know, and and maybe that's one of the reasons that SoundCloud isn't doing so good. I don't know. But, you know, and I, I think it's just because people are starting to realize what I've known all along, which is that it's a useless service. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just useless, so very useless. I don't quite understand it. So, well, yeah, but, but I mean, yeah. sorry, SoundCloud. I mean, you you were great when you were there. And I have some recordings there that I, now that I think about it, I need to get those down because yeah. they were of my babies, my little girls, when they were little tiny people. So What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's that. Get off SoundCloud because yeah. it's dying. Um. Next. Next, I have this thing that I just put this over here. I was just uh, reading the feeds. Here's the headline. Nielsen and Panoply Media introduce first audience targeted podcast marketplace. Right? It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Right? But this has happened and has been happening now for years. 
What are you talking about? I put a link in there. I'm you looking see ads, Wiz? They've been doing this for, go ahead and check their about. I'm sure you'll see when they started. You put a link in where? Inside oh. of AdWiz, which is, and other companies actually inside the space have been doing exactly this for years. But. Sort of. But the thing is, you can essentially put out press releases and position yourself as if you are doing something super fancy. When, in fact, these things have been going on for quite a while. It's just that you didn't put about a press release in 2017, is all. That's all I'm saying. That's, That's I'm not saying. exactly true. How do you know? What Did you, you see saying? They don't. You see what they do? I know what Aswids does, but I think it's different. Hmm. Hold on. It's not so much. It's not? Nope. Same Hold thing. Hold on. Aswids is trusted by the world's largest publishers, complete suite of advertising and monetization solutions, including AMFM, digital broadcasting, audio on demand, linear peer player, podcasting, music services. Analyze the audience traffic and report campaigns. Source new ad networks. Okay. It all began back in 20, 2007. 2007. Ten years ago. Wait a minute. It says, Nielsen will provide Panoply with advanced consumer insights and audience segmentation, enabling its partners to tailor their message to specific podcast audiences. So more specific than they have through AdsWiz, which is probably what they're getting from Libsyn. Hmm. Nielsen, they're the ones that do the television ratings. Like Nielsen gives you a special box and then you just watch what you watch and then all the ratings that come out and the reason why shows stay on and shows get canceled, that's all because of Nielsen. If they can implement Nielsen-type demographics into podcasting that's going to be way more specific than libsyn's whole like eight percent are in washington dc if they can't totally totally i understand it's just that the positioning is the first audience targeted podcast marketplace that's not true this is though demo geo and psychographics the media they consume their online and mobile behavior that part is true. that part could be true I don't think that any other measurement capability is telling them what websites they look at. I mean, like, I pull that a little bit in from Facebook. So, like, if I get the person's – like, if I onboard a podcaster, I get their Facebook page access, I can pull some demo and psychographics there. I can see what their interests are on Facebook, whether or not they, you know, own a home, whether or not they pay with credit card or PayPal. That's the kind of stuff I think they're talking about, like – How's NPR getting that? They're not. You know what I mean? That's why it's groundbreaking. I don't think it's – I think AdWiz just like says that they're doing that, but really what they're doing is like – it's like obvious stuff like male, female. How are they getting their information? I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about those guys. From what I can see on AdsWiz's website, it's only demographics. They don't give you psychographics and they don't give you geographics. And and most of the time, you don't care about geographics because it's supposed to be a national audience. But now you can – now Panoply is hoping if somebody wants to do DC, they'll be able to insert for a DC ad and nobody else, which should well, be interesting. Well, I think – you know what though? I was part of a campaign like that. Like what? A geographic campaign like that. Not psychographic campaign like that. But Libsyn's been doing that stuff for a while. We used to run geographic campaigns. In fact, I can still remember in my ears. It was for Halloween Horror Nights. I had to do the commercial for that. And it was for, um, I think it was specifically to Orlando, actually, because they were having Halloween Horror Nights. Some kind of night, obviously, for Halloween. In Orlando, one of those theme parks. And we ran a campaign, I think it was like, I don't know if it was two months or one month, all geotargeted straight into Orlando. I wish they still did geotargeting because I've had advertisers ask me and I have no way to give it to them. I think the reason that we don't, or maybe I actually can't answer that question fully, but I can tell you how hard it is, at least from in terms of like 
finding the shows and putting the things together and pulling exactly. I think geotargeting is exactly um, it entails the sort of same amount of work that somebody who is in a niche audience and is and is looking to really to advertise for like 500 people or something like that. And like how much work mm-hmm. that goes into a campaign for 500 is the same amount of work that you're doing for a campaign that's a million, a million or two million. So mm-hmm. why, like from, from some perspectives, why would you do a buy that's so small if you don't yeah. have the inventory for it? Yeah. So that's exactly what geo geographical campaigns like that are because it's tough. It's sort of like, let's say you find, let's say you find an, uh, a, a podcast that is doing 500,000 a month and that's, and, and they're doing, you know, 25,000 per episode per month or something like that. And you're like, okay, that seems like a, a good fit. And then they want to do geographic and then they go back and it's like, oh, okay, well there's 300. <laughs> Right. 300 from that one place. So right. then you would have to then parse out finding not only the inventory, but then you're going to have to really look at the numbers and go back to the person and go like, okay, well, I can get you 10 shows and you'll get 500 downloads a month from the 10 shows. But you have to understand that without this information, I mean, people who are sh- who are media buyers are doing a lot of guessing. Like I have to look at a show like, and these are, it's actually more prevalent for someone like Panoply than it is for me. So for example, let's just say an advertiser wants a revisionist history. I'd have to do a lot of guessing as to why people are listening to that show in order to sell an advertiser onto it. Same with happier. Are these people trying to be happy? Are they just interested in the story? Are they you know, already happy? Are they already miserable? Like this information, like what else they're looking at on the internet? I mean, come to find out that they're visiting a lot of mental health websites. That's useful. Come to find out that they're visiting a lot of like joyful prosperity life coaching. That's useful. Like, but that's the stuff that like, for me, I have to guess all that right now. I have, I mean, and it's easier for me to guess who's listening to the great beer adventure than it is, you know, <laughs> to guess True. about revisionist history. True. But still, I mean, because it's such a large audience, you can't tell the tale of 500,000 people. So this will be useful. And I don't think that's something AdTwiz can do is tell you the, the psychographics as to why people are doing what they're doing is, is important. And I'll tell you why else it's, it's good because like, I can't tell you how many advertisers, even this week. In fact, if I could call up mid-roll and chew them out this way to Sunday, I would because I've had advertisers this week say to me, two years ago, we did podcast advertising and it didn't really work out. Oh, well, you're, you're a biz, you know, I forget the name of the company, but it was a business. It was an entrepreneurial service like Basecamp, which is an example and Basecamp didn't tell me this, but this is, it was one of the base camps, one of the advertisers that tried it and it didn't work out, but this is, I'm only using them as an example because I can't remember the name of the other company. And so when I said, Oh, what shows did you do? They were like, well, we did WTF with Mark Marin. We did 99% invincible. And I was like, Oh, you worked with mid roll and they put you on whatever they could find. And that's why it didn't work out. That was stupid of them. And I was like, well, what if you did something that was more targeted to entrepreneurs? I have this show and this show and this show. And they were like, well, the person who was interested in doing the podcast advertising is no longer with the company and we kind of let it peter out. So now they're walking around telling everyone podcast advertising sucks. Yes. It's because mid-roll sucks. Exactly. Well, see, here's the he, – and, and, and that's, the, and that's the, the issue. They're ruining it for everybody. And I think that that's the, that's the problem that we see all the way around here. And, and, that, and, and I'm not going to try to take it away from having the advertising conversation, but that's exactly how – what happens with content as well. It's sort of like – just do a little thinking? <laughs> A little bit of thinking. I mean, smart passive income, entrepreneur on fire. Those guys are both with mid roll, but no, they had to take the biggest shows and waste everybody's time and money. It's because they needed to make it. They needed to like imagine yourself though it being on their shoe on mid roll shoes and saying that I can get you. I don't know. I'm just going to say a bunch of. A big number yeah, for I mean, no reason, the other right? thing is that they want certain shows and, and advertisers don't know what they want. But yeah. Well, well, all I'm saying is like if you if you were a person who wanted to advertise and they said, we can get you on the top shows, you can get, you know, 100,000 impressions a month. Well, well you know, what, whatever that is. You know, I'm just coming right. up with a name. Right. 
right? Because how, what, and they sell them on that versus I can get you, I don't know, 15,000 impressions a month of really, really targeted, targeted advertising. Mm-hmm. What would you take? You should take the target. Right, but that doesn't – but but when – there's no precedence for that. Like there's no – like we don't like – Precedence? Pre- yeah, that's what I meant. Did you say precedence? I said precedence, yeah. Precedence, not pre- – whatever. What's the difference between precedence and precedence? <laughs> About $400,000 a year. You did say precedence, That's right? That's what I meant to say. Not precedence. Okay, go ahead. So what I'm saying is that you can't, it is so hard. You have to have a really, you literally have to be like, dude, listen, this is the best. Like you have to sell them on that. You just have to have a brain and, and not be from radio. It's just annoying. All right. Yes. But I agree. It's very and the, But the thing is, it happens to us as content uh, consumers as well, because we have people who you can say to somebody, have you listened to a podcast? And they go, oh, yeah, I listened to Serial, but I didn't really like that. Yeah. It's and terrible. so then that's it. That's the, conver- the end of the conversation. They don't even know, know. that there's another thing out, out there? there. They don't know that there's I other know. types. They don't know it's that true. there are many other places that are not NPR related. They don't know because all they hear is that one thing, and so they judge everything on that. It's, it doesn't have the same sort of understanding as we do of TV now, where it's like, oh, that I don't like that type of TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can say, like, I don't like the type of TV shows that are like the Kardashians or something like that. I don't like that TV. Okay, well, we have this kind of TV. This TV here is like this. Like, there's, you know, Sherlock on PBS. That's completely different. Ooh, I right. really like that. Okay, well, there's more shows on PDF. They're just like that. So, yeah, it's it's frustrating. So anyway, um, that is that is all. But you know what, though, Jess, yeah, I kind of know that um, we're running out of time for you. But I kind of want to talk about some tool tips, and then I really want to hear some of your pet peeves because I kind of want to hear about that. So, are you okay with that? Okay. All right. Sure. So I want to talk about some tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. So these guys um, from iRig. Have you heard of iRig, Jess? No. And when I looked at it, I got visually intimidated. Did you? Because it's such a cute. Look yeah. at this little pricker. I love this. Little Nothing's thing. cute about this. This is a scary item. It's not what does a this scary thing do? item. Why do I need it? Do you know how yes, how big is. it is though? It's small. It is little. Yeah. It is like a little. It's like a tiny little. Um, what is that? It's like a Snickers bar. It's like a Snickers bar. <laughs> yes, that's not the word I was going to use, but yes, <laughs> a Snickers bar. Is Slightly good. bigger than a baby Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, iRig. And longer than a Kit Kat. So, so iRig is a company that makes accessories for primarily iOS devices and mobile smartphones to optimize uh, the creation of audio and video. Uh, not audio. Well, video too, I guess, if, you're, if you were recording the audio into the device. But I, the iRig I.O. is this cute little candy bar sized little black contraption thingy majigger. And what it does is you can totally you can you can attach it to your iOS device and it serves as a preamp, which is sort of like it's an audio interface that kind of levels out your audio. So it gets you better audio inside of the device. And it also serves as a connection for your microphone. So an XLR or one quarter inch mic that you can stick in there. And it kind of is the tiniest, tiniest little mixer in the entire world. I guess if you could put it that way. Do you really think it makes that big of – like how much of a difference does this thing make if you and I – Huge, huge All difference right. because you can take this rig with your iPhone. Say you want to go out somewhere and you want to interview somebody. Like what if Elsie and I – yeah, we meet at Podcast Movement. If you meet at Podcast Movement and you want to do this, you'd have to – you pass the mic back and forth because it's only good for one mic. Oh. But, you know, you could totally go – okay, Jess, back when you were doing that episode or when you had that podcast, I forget what it was even the about. The Money Cast? The Money Cast. And yeah. you were running. If you had this with your microphone, you could you could use your phone with a microphone with a microphone hooked through the iRig 
and it would sound studio quality. So it's, basically, it's essentially really? what it is. But, it's 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 kind of what you did with Mark Marin, Jess. Remember when you put your yes, okay, I used but Boss Jack. Ex- yeah, but ex- instead of using the camera connector connector kit, which is what you used on there, this gives you the ability to be able to level the audio in there, so that instead of like you know when you're recording and let's say it was either too loud or too quiet, you can regulate the the sound from this little tiny. I mean, this software looks amazing. My problem is I buy the thing, I plug it in, I get all these options. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. I understand. But I think... So how do you how do you rectify that? I think that you can still kind of mess around with... This is how I was... This you can is just how mess I around with it until you sound good? Till it sounds good. Yeah. You just need to kind of sit there and kind of mess with it. But this is how I'm thinking that I would like to to play with this. So coming up with the release of iOS 11, supposedly it's going to, uh, I think we talked about it a couple of episodes ago, mobile Safari is going to be able to support things like cast. I think that I forgot the exact uh, technical name for what that protocol is for mobile devices. So it's going to be able to support something like this. So what that says to me is that now, instead of having my computer and sitting down and putting my microphone into my computer, there might be times when we can record she podcasts and I can be somewhere else that's not with the computer in me uh, on my face, or I can just have like a smaller device like my iOS, like right my just my phone and this little thing and an external microphone, and I can sound really good even though I'm not like sitting in a perfect place. Or I couldn't have my computer with me. So that's why I'm kind of excited by that. Hmm. Don't you think that's That's fun? cool. I mean, don't you think no, that would I be do. Kind of cool? Or like even if somebody decides like if they're like, oh, can you be on the show? And I'm like, oh, yes, I, I would love to. I would love to participate or I would love to, you know, be do, do a podcast with you. But I'm not at home right now or something like that. If I had this, I could very easily sound as best as I could and participate in a conversation just from my iPhone and, and mm. you know, and not sound like I'm on my headphones. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. For sure. So I think that is this thing expensive. How much it's is 150 it? bucks? Well, I mean, that's worth it, especially if you are on the run all the time. Like uh, Amanda Dowdy, yeah, although Amanda always sounds good because well, she but, has. Um, yeah, she's got that nice, beautiful. I mean, she's got a digital recorder and she, she's got the her, her yeah. mobile gear. All set up, but this is like. But this and, is a good substitute for mobile gear, I guess. Yeah. Or it is mobile gear. This also can serve as uh, an audio interface for your computer as well. So it has like a different use, meaning you don't just have to use it for iOS. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of dig it. I kind of really think it's kind of cute and right. and worth having around. Like if you have an XLR microphone that's not a USB, USB microphone. You can use this and then take it from here as a USB into your computer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it opens up a, a whole new possibility. You can use your iPad, your iPhone, and yeah, it's uh, – I'm not sure about tab- – I guess tablets would be the same thing. Yeah, tablets would be totally the same thing. You could, to- Yeah, because even in the little commercial here, John, you could see that um, there's lots of people here using it with the iPad. Mm-hmm. So it can totally be used for that. And obviously, this is kind of aimed at musicians, but it absolutely works with what we're doing, too. So I just think that this is something that we can, as podcasters, have in our arsenal, especially when we're on the go, uh, to be able to get the best sound possible. And there's so many podcasters out there that are creating podcasts now. And when this one of the first questions they have is, how can I do this mobile? You know, can I do this where I am... I don't know, not at home, or I want to take a walk. Like, I would be so up for doing an on-the-go podcast if I just had this, and I can just put it in my pocket, and I can, I literally could walk around with a little microphone or something like that, or even a lapel mic, and be able to attach it to that. So, anyway, that is my, that is my, that's our tool tip. My tool tip. So, La-di-da. yeah, that is it. Okay, so... Now it's time for me to get all pissy for our Yes, go PC. Right? Uh, p- go PC. <laughs> wow. That was a good one. It drives me bananas. <laughs> Jessica's pet peeves. 
This week, I want to talk to you guys about podcast hosting. <laughs> because there's an epidemic. There's an epidemic out there that doesn't even involve SoundCloud. There's an epidemic of people who refuse to pay for hosting. And I understand, you know, especially if you're going to do a podcast network, that it can be expensive. But I don't know how to rectify it. Make the host pay for their own thing. I don't know. But something's got to give. So like, to this person's credit, I don't think he knew when he first started his first show that he was going to be having a network, number one. And number two, there's like a good 10 shows on there now, which would be $200 if you wanted to get all the stats from Libsyn. So I understand the hesitation. However, this person wanted to know what it would take to start being represented. And I said, well, how, you know, for your most popular show, what's the highest amount of downloads? I'm not sure. Why? How could that be? Well, because Squarespace gives you an unlimited hosting space. So I just upload the MP3 to my website and then I use my blog RSS as the RSS feed that I put in iTunes. I said, but then you don't get to see like you'll, you, you don't know like, well, can you, do you know which um, post is the most popular on your website? No, I've never used Google Analytics. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was like, so um, now he's got 10 shows. Oh my gosh. And somewhere along the way, Squarespace has told him that like one feed has gotten 26,000 downloads total. But as far as which shows are the most popular and whether or not it's all back catalog or if it's the new stuff, no idea, no way of knowing, no possibility of knowing, like, what to price. Because I don't even... Yeah. So I said, you know, something's got to happen for you to get on Lipsyn in order to get an idea of what each show is getting. Because I have no way of, I have no way of pricing it. It's one website and each show is a different blog category. So even if I, I mean, it's still all tied to the same RSS feed. It, none of them are, are even going to have their own. Oh man, I was just like, I wasn't frustrated because I hadn't signed this person. It's like I'm missing a million dollars. It's just like, just the things that people do to jigger up their podcast at the beginning really does tend to bite you in the ass later. You don't think it's going to be you, but it will. It will be you. Someday you will have an enormously popular podcast and you'll be hosting on Amazon where you get no statistics whatsoever, or you'll be hosting on SoundCloud, or you'll be hosting on Squarespace, or you'll be using your WordPress, or you'll be using Dropbox for the love of Christ. Have you ever met someone who hosts their thing on Dropbox? I haven't met good, them personally, but I do know that they exist. That's a good time. Just don't do that. I mean, actually, Dave Jackson joked the other day about like, we're going to do a segment of his show or a new show called How Not to Make Money Podcasting. And this would be part of that segment. Because how can you not have a normal podcast host and understand? It's, you know, people think, oh, I don't need the stats. I'm just doing this for fun. Well, that's fine. But one day it may not be for fun. And even if it is for fun, don't you want to know what's happening? I'm not telling you to be obsessed with the numbers. I hate that. But at least know, you know, it's like your website. How how can you have a successful website when you don't even know that like, you know, 40% of your pages aren't being read, don't need to exist, stop updating them. You know, you can't know that without Google Analytics is the same thing. I don't know. Who, who has a mobile phone and never ever looks at the bill one day it's four hundred dollars don't you want to know who's using their phone who's out of order right i mean you can't you can't know unless you look you can't look unless you pay for the service whatever all right i'm done that's my pet peeve for the day it's very annoying it's totally sucks well i think and you know it's really hard to explain that to people and i know that there are people who are bootstrapping. And I get that. I understand. I completely understand that. I mean, it it really does start to add up. But the thing is with, I think podcast hosting is probably one of the things that you do need to invest in. And I know, Jess, that you're a complete, utter firm believer on um, websites and stuff as, and you owning your website or having, Ah. leading people into the websites. But the thing is that now, 
you know, Libsyn does have that free website that's there for you. And there are ways to do that the way like, you know, Six Foot Mama um, has incorporated in into that. So so there there's a way to grow from that, meaning you can start off having I mean, if you really want to have a $5 amount, a $5 account over at Libsyn, you can do that. It's just not going to give you like, it's going to give you five, 50 megabytes per month. I mean, month. I'll at least know how many downloads per episode though with $5. Yeah, you'll know. Won't you'll I? know how many people yeah. are coming down. Yeah, you'll know how to do it. And you can add, I think you can add um, advanced, oh, not advanced stats, but getting stats on that for $2. So it'll be $7 to get stats on that lower account. So it'll be 7 bucks. So for 7 yeah. bucks, you can get 50 megabytes per month. It's not going to be like, maybe that would be like a monthly show, like you do like a, a monthly show or maybe a shorter, like five minute weekly show. You could do something like that. But, um, but if you really just want to start off and keep it cheap, then do it around those parameters. And then you can create a fairly decent blog f- that comes along with your your thing there. And if you decide that you want to grow, what's so cool is that you can up you can actually make it, you know, to the $15 a month plan. Ooh, you could totally do that. And then if you totally start to grow and you say, oh, I, you know what? I need to have, I need to have a WordPress site or I need to have a Squarespace site that's going to be more mine. Then what you can do is you can totally incorporate your, your blog into that. And so the reason I mentioned Six Foot Mama is because that's what she does. She has sixfootmama.com. But then if you tap on the podcast tab itself on her website, it just takes you over to the blog, to the Libsyn blog page that she set up that's fully branded and fully with her episodes and all that kind of stuff. And she still has her website and she has the other thing. So it's really not that big of a deal. So. Right. Anywho, it's doable. You guys can check it out if you want. And those websites, people have been doing some really nice things for the very small amount of uh, fun that we give people there because we're not website hosts. So it's not like we're going to be doing plugins and all of these extra stuff. But for the basic things that you want, you could totally use it. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Now, do you think that people will still need to pay for podcast hosting once iTunes starts giving us all stats? Or do you think Libsyn's going to go under? <laughs> just curious. You are so silly. You just were selling. You were just talking about why it's important to have a podcast host. But iTunes is going to give it to you. No. They're going to tell but you. iTunes oh, but it's only from it- iTunes. Okay, number not one. Not from Stitcher. Not from right. Google Play. So that would right. be still need it. just a percentage of anybody that's consuming your content via via Apple Podcasts or iTunes, not from iHeartRadio, not from any of the podcast apps like Overcast or Castro or Stitcher or Google Play or anywhere else. And the other thing is delivery. You ha- you guys have to understand that if that there are a lot both most podcast hosts have tons of CDNs that are out there that are helping you deliver that content all over the world. There are many places that are holding your data backed up so that it can be delivered optimally when somebody wants it. When somebody is hosting in a non-podcast host place, such as Dropbox or you know, I don't know any other of those crazy places that people put their stuff in, even a WordPress, you know, their own install, the delivery of data isn't as fast. It's sort of like you click the button and it's like, when is this episode going to download? And that has nothing to do with your bandwidth. That has to do with the amount of speed that the people are delivering your data. So there's that aspect of it as well. Yeah. It takes forever. And then you it's might important. lose. I think lives. I mean, now that I've thought about that, it's important. People, people don't realize that. I don't know if you've ever been to, into onto a site, especially a, a website where you're trying to download a media file off of their website, like it, like an audio file or video, and it's taking forever. And you know that you have the fastest speed in the whole entire planet. It has nothing to do with your speed. It has to do with the fact that they have to deliver the data. It's, it's the server itself that's delivering that for you. So that's what the problem is with a lot of those things, too. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, all right. Right on. All right, dude. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. Well, I guess, 
I guess we'll rapidly snappity. Rapidly snappity. But uh, you guys get your tickets from shepodcast.com slash PM17 so that you can yes. watch us wear each other's face on our boobs. I'm just kidding. Don't I don't know forget. if that's going to be happening. But that is sounds like super fun. So I'm excited by that. So, um, all right. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. If you guys like the episode, please check us out. Sheetpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, um, with the handle Sheet Podcasts. Yes, don't forget to get your podcast movement tickets with the coupon code Sheet Podcasts. You can also write us at feedback at Sheetpodcast.com. Let us know if, um, you have anything to say to us, I guess. <laughs> yes. And just in case you're not subscribed and you just found us, that would be really cool. Please subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe to our show. Shepodcast.com slash iTunes. Yay. Woo-hoo. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>